Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. take us first to the book of Luke chapter 22 and I'm going to just incorporate some things that happened Sunday night and and over the last few weeks God is doing something and I just want to I wanted to get that in our spirit someone go ahead and turn to your neighbor and just say God is doing something now he's always done something right he doesn't stop doing anything but there's times that that we get the, to that place that we recognize God is doing something right now. And, and he's doing something in different places around, uh, around the country, or different places around Indiana, different places around the world. But I don't want to miss what he's doing right now at this season, at this time for us. Amen. How many wants to join in with that? I, I don't want to miss what God is doing today. So as we look at Luke chapter 22, I want you to get this thought. He already has the room. Say that with me. He already has the room. The verse starts here in verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. And this is talking about Jesus. And he sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat. So they said to him, where do you want us to prepare? Disciples response. What, what do you want us to do? Where do you want us to prepare? What are we supposed to do? And he said to them, behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. Then you shall say to the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room when, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And then he will show you a, a large furnace, upper room, there, make ready. So he, they went and found it, just as he said to them, and they prepared the Passover. Jesus already had the room prepared before he got there. This is a special room for them. This would be a place where they would meet together and Jesus would pour into them and and Jesus would minister to them and, and Jesus would talk to them and Jesus would encourage them. But they had to get together. He already has a, a room for us. In this setting, we see that is this room was designated for uh, for these disciples to come together. And uh, later on, the, the rooms in the New Testament become the churches. Uh, I want to let you know what God did there. He wants to do now. And so the room that we meet together is the church. Uh, uh, yeah, it can't just be this one room. Uh, it can't just be only here that we experience God. He wants us to experience Him other places. But there's something special about when we come to the room together and we come and one accord. There's something when we be when we pray in certain places together that are familiar to us. And that's what we'll see. This this room becomes familiar to the disciples. It becomes familiar for them to experience the power the power and the outpouring of God. This room is familiar to a lot of you. Yes, it may have changed a little bit over the years. Over all the years there's been different things that have taken place in this room. It doesn't look like when it was built. If it was looking like when it was built, you couldn't see me right now because the sun would shine in from the back and, and make the glory shine all around the person who's preaching. Uh, with they, they cover that up. Uh, the, the room has changed over a year, but the presence of God has not. Uh, his presence is the same yesterday, today, and forever because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But God already has a room prepared for us. Uh, you need to find out where that room is that God wants you to be in. And I want to declare, I believe it's right here. It's for this time and this moment, this hour. 
hour, this season, this year, God has a room for us to meet in, to pray in, to experience not just his power, but his promotion for us to go out and declare who Jesus is. Declare the truth of God to deliver those who are lost and bound up. Does anybody know somebody that's still bound up in sin, still addicted to something, still is is running from God and running to the devices of this world? They need to be set free and loose. There needs to be a shifting in their lives and we're believing it comes out of our prayer. Jesus ministers to them in the room. I want to take you to John chapter 13. Now, if you would continue to read in that passage in Luke, you would see that Jesus ministers to them. But John brings out in just a little bit different way of what Jesus did. Has he ministered to them in the room? In verse 12, it says, so when he had washed the, their feet, and this is the, starting in the middle of the chapter, if you've got to realize they're in this upper room together that they arranged, but starting in verse 12, we pick up, so when he had washed their feet, he, he was there in the room with them, and they just had uh, this, this supper together. They just broke bread together. He, he was talking about them. They, uh, Luke shows that they, he gave what we call communion. They were, uh, they were there for the Passover, the breaking of bread, the drinking of the wine. And, and, and so they just did this part, and then they move in, and Jesus began to minister to them in a different way. So we have to minister to people after we break bread with them. We have to minister to them to their needs and their hurt, to encourage them to strengthen them and so god begins to minister to them and he says he washed their feet taking his garment he sat down again and he said to them do you know what i have done to you now if he knew that they knew he wouldn't ask the question so he asked them because they didn't get what was going on has anybody ever been in a room where you didn't get what was going on i've been there The answer is not to leave the room, but the answer is to stay in the room to find out what is God doing right now. Our human nature sometimes says, I don't understand this. I'm just going to avoid this. I'm just going to get away from this. You're going to be, you're going to miss being ministered to if you don't hold on and stay through the whole dinner. You've got to be there the whole time. God, Jesus at this time wasn't done with the room. He didn't want to just bring them a meal. He wanted to minister to them, but they had to be willing to be ministered or two. And we see in this story that Peter at first wasn't willing to be ministered to. He says, no, you're not going to wash my feet. You're not going to do this. And Jesus says, you don't understand. If you reject me right now, washing your feet, you're rejecting me forever. Don't reject Jesus in what he's wanting to do. Be willing to be ministered to and be willing to minister to someone else. So he says, when he washed their feet, he took the garment and he says, do you know what I've done? They didn't understand. So verse 13 says, you call me teacher and Lord. And you say, well, for I so am. If there, if, the, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also must also wash the feet of others. For I have given you the example that you should do as I have done. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you, say it with me, if, hold on to that word, if you do them. If, everybody say if. If you hear, if you were here Sunday night, you know where I'm going. If you weren't here Sunday night on our, on our podcast, you can go back and you know, it's on our Facebook. There's a link. You need to listen to what God was doing. Don't listen to the first 10 minutes of the service. You got to listen to the whole thing. There was some powerful prayers. Uh, Pastor Martin stood there and prayed. Uh, even though uh, God knew what he was going to go through that this week, uh, God was using him on Sunday night. Uh, there were some things that God was putting in me and I was speaking that I believe that God was prophetically using us to, to preach the truth. Uh, and and then this message of if you got a hold on this morning, God's got something revealed to you today. Listen to this. Uh, in, in John chapter 20, th- this same place, they begin to hide in the room. God had a room prepared for them to meet. God ministered to them, but there's also a place of hiding in the room. Hiding is not always a bad thing. Hiding is a place that we, we, get to, we get to be protected to get charged up. And this is what was happening here. 
In verse 19, it says, then the, the same day, what same day at that evening? What day is this? This is the day that Jesus rose up from the grave and stepped out. Uh, there were some visitors that came to the grave and to look and to minister to his body, but his body wasn't there. He already stepped, stepped out and, and Jesus began to have that, that conversation. And, and, and when they didn't see them, when, when Peter ran and John ran down there, they didn't see the body of Jesus. Uh, they got a little bit discouraged. Uh, they were wondering what happened. And in John chapter 20, verse 10, it says that they went home. Say they went home. But they didn't stay home because later that night, they begin to, to get unrattled and they begin to fear a little bit. And so they decide to get together. Where should we meet? Where should we go get together? Where are we going to gain some strength? Uh, because I need my brothers and sisters right now. I don't want to hide out by myself. Uh, I need to hide out with the body. Hey, is that upper room still available? Can we still, we still been paying rent over there? Can we get back over there one more time? Let's meet over there and let's begin to encourage one another. At least let's protect one another. This This is what the scripture says. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the, say it with me, for fear. Fear sometimes comes in, but God doesn't want us to live in that spirit of fear, right? He wants us to live in the power and love and the sound mind. And so that because of the fear of the Jews, they hid out. But the verse doesn't stop there. It says that Jesus came in. Jesus came in? Jesus, the one who rose from the dead who they've been looking for but they didn't see he walked in the room that day with them and he he stood in the midst and he said to them peace be with you how many need some peace right now just go ahead. If you need peace in your life, just go ahead and raise your hand. We're going to do a, pay, a prayer break. Lord, you see the hands that are raised. If you're watching online, if you need peace right now, Jesus can step in the room where you're at. Lord, I pray that you step in this room and give the peace that only you can give. Lord, we hear your words. Peace be with you. No matter what situation that you're facing, it may be at your work, it may be in a relationship, it may be in your home, whatever that peace that you need, God is is able to give that to you right now. So if you raise your hand, God will hear you. If you cry out to him, God will hear you. I raise my hand. God, I need your peace right now. Don't stay bundled up like this. If you need peace, you've got to go ahead and say, Lord, I will respond. I'm declaring right now. I will say, I need your peace. If, if verse 20 says this, And when he has said this, when he said, peace be to you, he showed them his hands in his side. Does it sound like something we sang this morning? See his hands? See the nail prints there? Talking about the the Lord and Savior that died and rose again for us. Uh, We look upon you, but he didn't stay dead, did he? Lord, thank you for the song this morning that we sung. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. Sometimes you've got to hear it a second time. Some of you this morning need some peace. You heard it the first time, but it didn't settle in. So let's do it again. God, I need your peace. As I hear it the second time, I want to receive it. Peace be unto you. Everyone in this room, everyone watching that needs peace. Lord, we pray for peace to overcome us, Lord Jesus. He says, as a father has sent me, I also send you, we have to recognize that we are being the sent ones. We're the called out ones to be the sent ones. We are not just to hide in the room all the time. It's a place of, of re-energizing. It's a place of refocusing. It's a place of, of discipleship. It's a, it's a place of hearing the word. It's a place of crying and, and weeping at times, of, of, of laying our, our needs on the altar. It's a time of, of weeping out to God. But it's also a place uh, that we get our commission. Go into all the world uh, that you will preach. the the name of Jesus, that you'll preach the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that that you'll preach uh, what I've taught you. This is where we're commissioned, so we can't just always hang out and hide in the room, but there's a time that we need to come together, encourage one another, and we're doing that weekly. Every Sunday morning is why we come, and to be charged to minister to the lost and the hurting, and to receive the peace that we need to make it through the week. Verse 22 says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. 
How many knows that God wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit, that we might be witnesses for him, that we might have empowerment, that we will have boldness, that we'll have courage to, to preach and share and teach and, and witness the good news of Jesus Christ. And then he adds on this caveat right here. How many wants to receive the, the power of the Holy Spirit? This is not the first time that Jesus adds on this caveat. Uh, if you go back to Matthew chapter 6 uh, in the Lord's Prayer right there, and, and a lot of us can quote the Lord's Prayer. I won't test you right now, but many of you can do that. And you've heard me share this before, but I, I my eyes were open to it one time because a lot of times we stop right there, but I, I was reading, and right after that, Jesus says, if you forgive one another, your Heavenly Father will forgive you, but if you will not forgive one one another, then God is not going to forgive you. And it's right after the Lord's prayer because the disciples are saying, teach us how to pray. And Jesus says, okay, here you go. Our father, which art in heaven, how would be your name? You know what the prayer says, but that he doesn't stop there. We do after the amen, but he says there's something that's connected to this prayer. It's called forgiveness. How many has been forgiven of your sins by the power of Jesus Christ? And, and Jesus says, as you've been forgiven, you must also forgive one another. If you have an issue with forgiveness, you need to get back down on your knees. Uh, Lord, help me. Sometimes we go through this problem. Sometimes we have a hard time forgiving someone, but God is able to give us the peace to overcome that so we can forgive someone so we can do the ministry that he's called us to do. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. Meaning if they've trespassed against you, if if they've done wrong to you, uh, if there's been a misunderstanding, if there's been an offense, if you will forgive that, God will forgive forgive you. If you retain those things of any, then they are retained. We have to be people of forgiveness. May I say that again? We need to be a people of forgiveness. Still kind of weak. Come on with me. We need to be a people of forgiveness. Man, let them hear you at home today. Not only was there the room already prepared, Not only did Jesus minister in the room, not only was it a hiding place, but it was also an outpouring in the room. How many knows where I'm going right now? In Acts chapter 2, we see the fulfillment, what Jesus said, go and wait for the promise. I won't stay here long, but I can't overlook this either. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Where do you think they gathered? I believe traditionally they say that they got back in that same room where they had the Lord's Supper. It's the same place where Jesus washed their feet. It's the same place where Jesus encouraged them because they were hiding and he says peace be unto you and be filled with the Holy Spirit they go back to this place there's nothing wrong going back to the place where we gather together saying God we need your move one more time you moved here before and you want to move again and I come with a humble heart before you you've washed my feet and I'm willing to wash someone else you've forgiven me I'm willing to forgive someone else because God wants to make a shift and that's when we are when we press in he'll do when suddenly there went one place, one accord, there became a sound from heaven. It was a sound of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire as one has set upon each of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There was a shaking in the room. There was a transformation in the room. The, the people were touched by the Holy Spirit. They went back to the same place. You know what it looked like. We've talked about it before. It wasn't just a 30 minute prayer meeting. It wasn't just an hour prayer meeting. They came again day after day for 10 days. They waited on the Lord for the promise and he fulfilled his promise. How many knows that God is able and is, and he will fulfill his promises. But then we jump into Acts chapter four and we find out that they're hiding again in the room. Anybody ever felt like hiding again sometimes? This is what they did. This is the, here's what was happening, why they were hiding. We see in Acts chapter 4 that Peter and John are arrested. It's interesting that if you look back at, at the previous passage we looked at when Jesus said, go prepare, prepare a room, and the, Peter and John are the ones that go find the room. Uh, they're the ones that now are locked up away from everybody who's in the room, but they, uh, they got locked up for preaching Jesus. Uh, but when they were released because the church was praying and they couldn't hold them any longer, and they just told them, you need to stop preaching Jesus, but they began to say, we're not 
not going to stop preaching Jesus. And so they joined the others after they got released. And this is what they did. They prayed for boldness to come upon them. And this is where we see the verse again. We looked at it last week. Acts chapter 4 verse 31. And when they had prayed... when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled, what place do you think they were assembled? Tradition says they're probably back in that upper room again, the place where the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came. They had some confidence there. They knew the presence of God was there. We need to go hide out one more time and let's hear from God again. What are you saying for this hour? He's saying, I want to give you boldness. I want to give you empowerment. And there's going to be a shaking and a shifting. Someone say that with me. There's going to be a shaking and a shifting in the room. And so the place where they gathered together, where they were assembled, it was beginning to shake and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke with, uh, with the word of God with, say with me, with boldness. God, give us this boldness. There's a shaking and a shifting that's about to take place. Sunday night, the Lord moved on my heart to share from Psalms 91 and we walked through that message and it was it was shift moving from if to then I, I want you to hear this again if is in the shift the, the if is a condition that if we do this uh, we're expecting something else uh, you've used the word if uh, if I do this will you do that uh, and we when we pray we're saying if God if you'll do this then we believe that he will and there's always a there's always this expectation of then if we ask for an if but the if is on on us. The condition is on us. If I do what I'm supposed to do, if, I, if I'm calling on the name of the Lord, the condition's not on God. He's the one who's already in control. The condition's on us. If we pray, if we seek him, if we fast, if we forgive, if we press in, if we hold on, if we walk in righteousness, if we keep staying in the right path, if we keep leaning on him, if, if we do this, then he will see our sons and daughters saved. If then he will bless our homes. Then he will help us minister to the lost and hurry. There's a if in the shift. The shifting takes place when we give the if to them. But I want you to see it again. He is in the then. The then is all on God. Uh, he then is going to do this. Uh, he then is going to do that. But the conditions on us. If you're waiting on God to do something, maybe you need to examine what are you doing first. Uh, the if is not on him. We don't say, God, if you'll do that, then I'll do this. No, if we'll do that, then he will do this. God is the one who responds to our condition of responding to the if. There's a shifting and there's a shaking that's going to take place. God is bringing a shift revival. Say that with me. God is bringing a shift revival. And it's being confirmed through dreams and prayers. So let me share this. Going back two weeks ago on... On a Tuesday night prayer meeting, we we were gathered here. Now, if you were here Sunday night, you know that uh, I've shared that we've been praying out of this prayer book that Randy Ballard gave us all in Psalms 91, and we've been doing it since April. There's only 16 verses. We haven't prayed it every week. We've just been listening to the Lord, and there's sometimes we prayed a couple of verses. Sometimes we got stuck on one. Sometimes we didn't pray any of them. But God is a God of the details. He knows. He orders our steps. How many believes that? So on this Tuesday night, when we're here, there's a couple people that haven't been with us for a while in the Tuesday night prayer meetings, but they felt led to be there. And here's what was going on in them. I don't know this. They haven't shared this with me. They don't know what we're praying. They didn't know what was going on, but they just knew they needed to be there. One of these persons, uh, an intercessor, one who prays and is seeking the Lord. Don't put that up yet. Please take that down. Take that down. Move it back. Move it back. The one who, who's praying is, is hearing in their prayer, I'm the God of if. In their dream, they had a dream that would take place. And I can't share the whole dream, but in the, this dream, this person walks into this room and, and there's a, there's some people around and he, and they see, uh, two people, uh, with their backs towards them. But one of them was a, a well-known minister. And they said, I can't tell you because they begin to share with us a, a little bit. And, and after the fact is I can't tell you who the person is. I, I don't want to ruin this. I, but I saw this 
this particular person, if you if I said a name, you would know them. But uh, their back was towards me. And then I saw on the floor these these books, and I began to grab. I thought it was a Bible, and I grabbed one. And I started holding on to it. And part of the dream also showed that there was some some puzzle pieces uh, that was laying there. And, and how many knows that God's the God of details, but He doesn't always give the details to the person who's getting the dream, right? That's how, that's how it's worked. This is how God works in the body of Christ, and and they don't know what to do with this because in that dream, God says, "I'm the God of if." And this person, being bold, said, no, you're not God. You're not. You're the God I am. There's a difference. And they didn't know what I do, so they went to their prayer partners. This is what the, I saw in the dream. And how many knows that God still gives dreams and visions? We, we, we've got to test the spirits whether, whether they're of God, but he gives dreams and visions. And, and But we've got to write these things down and try to work through. Not every dream's going to have a, an answer that is for right now. And not every dream's from God. Just, let's just be real. Sometimes that when you're dealing with things and, and there's a lot of pressure, anybody had a dream because of something that you just watched or something that you're experiencing and it may not have been from God, it's just your conscience working, right? But there's something different from a dream that comes from God and then we begin to find out, Lord, what does this mean? What are, what are you wanting to do? So this person is talking to their prayer partners and, and they're like, I don't understand what this dream's about. God is not the God of if, He's the God of I am. Why is, why is He saying this? This doesn't make sense. So they come to the prayer meeting. Uh, this person and the two other prayer partners are here with us. And, and we're reading Psalms uh, 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 chapter 91. And in verse 9 there pops up. In the New Living Translation. I told you I usually don't read that every, every day. But this is the way it's written in this book. And it says, if you make me your refuge. If you make me your shelter. And what we didn't know that somebody else in the prayer circle. When we were reading through those passages started circling all the ifs. It stood out to them too before we even said something and God began to move right there. You're the God of if. You're the God of this condition uh, that you want to do something but there's something on our part. Before you do your part, you're waiting on us. Well, the dream gets a little bit better uh, and they, they didn't share right then but the, they said, I've, I've got to share something with you. So at the end of this week, uh, we, we had a, a conversation with them. He's like, I, I want to give you the rest of this dream. I, I saw this and, and uh, it's somebody, one of my prayer partners, just text me. You won't believe what I just saw. Now, again, I've not looked at any of this. I haven't been searching if I'm just going by what's in my heart over these last few days. And now you can put it up. Uh, uh, they said, we just got this. We just got a text about a book coming out uh, uh, from Rod Parsley. Guess who was in the dream of this person? Uh, they didn't want to say, it, but they said, I saw a young Rod Parsley. They didn't know this book was going to come out. Can you see the title? Revival. Say it with me. If uh, revival if what is on the front cover there though if you can't see it it's a fire pieces on on fire do you not understand that god wants to do something right now there is a shifting that's taking place right now lord we just surrender to you I'm not promoting one ministry or anything like that. I'm just saying this is what God is doing. He's getting our attention, but the condition is on us. If my people will humble, who are called by my name, if they'll humble themselves and pray, then, right, if they'll turn away from their wicked ways, then, if we pray, then, if we seek him, then, if we yield to him, then, if we forgive, then, how many wants an outpouring in your house? you got to make sure things are lined up with you and God and everybody else. Uh, why would God re- restore this relationship if you got this broken relationship that you can work on right now? That God wants to bring relationships back together, but we've got to seek after him. If, if, someone say with me, if, uh, this is not by accident this morning. This is, this is intentional by God, the direction that he's leading us. If, so let's do the Bible. Are you ready? This week, pray. Lord, prepare me for revival. Say that with me. Lord, prepare me for revival. How many wants revival? Revival if, the condition. We, we pray for revival, but if we're not doing our part, it's not going to come. So this week, I, I want to encourage you. If you can, maybe you have to car out some time, maybe you have to change some things, but I encourage you to attend one prayer meeting this week. More than just this Sunday morning, this week, I'm not saying you have to join all of them and, and be here all the time. Let the Lord deal with you on that, but we are 
Praying is what we do. Someone say that with me again. Praying is what we do. So I'm going to encourage you to join one of these prayer meetings. And here's a list. Tonight at 6 o'clock, you're like, well, we're supposed to have leadership building. We are. It's just going to be in a different form. We're going to build leaders through prayer tonight. And I know, I know this is from God because I've been working on that, uh, that presentation or the share tonight. And, and I, I kept running into roadblocks, kept running into roadblocks. I'm like, God, what is going on? Why can't I get this complete? So I'm not doing a prayer meeting because I don't have something done. Believe me, I would go home and work the rest of this day to make sure I'm ready for the night. But the Lord moved on my heart. We need to have a prayer meeting. Uh, four years ago in October, that's all we did was prayer meeting. Tonight, I believe it's crucial that we have a prayer meeting. We're going to come in here. We'll play some, some music. Uh, uh, through our system and we're going to find I'm direct, I'm asking the Lord for direction what this is going to look like but God is going to move if we pray God is going to heal if we pray God is going to do something if we pray uh, tomorrow morning on, on Monday mornings there's a prayer meeting at 10 o'clock you're welcome to join that uh, on Tuesday night we have a prayer meeting at 7 o'clock you're welcome to come to that on Thursday morning uh, I meet with some other ministers and pastors of the state or of uh, Portage that is and uh, we've been we're going to host it in the month of October over. And so I'm just going to go ahead and say, you're welcome to come to that if you want to, because I believe God wants to move in prayer and he wants revival, not just for our church, for the other churches. And so I invite you to be a part of that. And so I'm just going to let you know, we need to be a people of prayer. We are a people of prayer. And so I'm asking the Lord, help us as the praise team comes back this way. Lord, we trust you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we trust you, Jesus. Lord, we want to be able to be sensitive to your voice. I want to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit, what you're leading us to do. Thank you for your visitation these last couple weeks, but I know that you're saying something to us. You're confirming it, not just in our body. You're doing that. You're giving dreams and confirmations. But you're also confirming it in other sources outside. I believe you're wanting to do a revival in America. And you're going to raise up again. I believe there's going to be some voices that were heard. Listen to this. There's some voices that were heard in the 80s and 90s, early 2000s that many listened to. Maybe they got away from. I'm not promoting different ministries, but I'm open. God, if you want to move on somebody that people will listen to, and, and look at the technology we have now. Every church, most churches are able to broadcast. I'll be interested in how many people. This is nothing new. I, I, after this week, I, I pulled up if somewhere and I saw a couple articles. This is nothing new, this if and then, but it was new to me because I hadn't studied. I wanted to say that to you, that the Lord was moving on me with this, confirming it through others. And so, Lord, thank you for what you're doing right now. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you, oh God, but we don't want to just hear. We want to respond. Lord, we wait on you, Jesus. We hide ourselves in you, God. But Lord, we pray as they did in that upper room, give us boldness. Give us confidence. See, they needed a boldness because when they left that room, they were they were under pressure again. And they got so bad later on, you see in Acts that they actually dispersed this great dysphoria is what the they are as claimed to be called. They left. But guess what happened when they were dispersed? They took the gospel with them, and that's how the message of Jesus Christ got preached around. When we're under this pressure right now, the Lord is doing a shifting to disperse us from this room out to our workplaces, our family members, our our neighbors, those that we come in contact in in our community. Lord, help us be ready, but we have to be empowered, and it takes this time together. We worship you, Jesus. As you stand to your feet, I'm just praying for direction right now. We love you, Lord.
I believe that God is stirring in in this way. Acts chapter 2 says he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh and there's going to be dreams and visions and there's going to be prophecies, right? And we talk about that. But there's been times that we've have draw, moved away from that because there, there's some that is just a little bit farther out than they're supposed to be and so that kind of scares some but I don't want to I don't want to miss what God is doing because of what others have done. Does that, does that make sense? I, I want to be open again for dreams and visions and, and prophecy. Uh, prophecy is the spirit of Jesus. It's not always foretelling and, and, and uh, speaking a word over somebody that they're going to get a new car. That's, that's, that's where some of it has gone. That's why we've stepped away. But God is the God who knows all things and prophecy is the spirit of Jesus testifying of who is and how many knows that God, that Jesus is our redeemer and he's the one who rescues us. So I'm open. Lord, I want to, we want to see dreams and visions and, and, and we want them to be, we want to know how to work through those. So, so here's the thing. If you receive a, a vision from the Lord, if the Lord's giving you a dream, those intercessors a lot of times are the ones who work in that. And, and they sometimes don't know what to do with it. And, and so it's not that they come and run and grab the mic and say, here's a dream that I had. But they go through the, to the right places. And a lot of times they'll, they'll come to me and then I'm praying, Lord, what are you wanting to do with this so I can share at the right time in the right place? And, and so there's got to be this working together that the intercessor realize I've done what I'm supposed to do. I received this. I gave it. And now I just want to seek the Lord again. I don't have to sit back and say, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? That's not the purpose of the intercessor. They are to be open to hear and share. But then you need to pray for those who are hearing those things. What do we do with it? Give us direction. Give us confirmation. What does this this mean? So, Lord, we just want to yield to you. We are a spirit-filled church. We believe in the gifts of the spirit. We don't want to work something up. We just want to be open to what you already done. You poured out your spirit on us. I'm not one that has a lot of dreams that I say are spiritual dreams. But last night, I had one. I'm not going to share it, but I want to share this part. It had to do with somebody that we were caring for. And I didn't know what to do with it, and I began to share with my wife, and she says, I know some things you don't know, and you're right on. I believe that God is wanting to revive in the spirit of, in, in 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 the body of Christ dreams and visions if they point to Jesus for what he's saying for us today. Is anybody in agreement with me with that? So here's the altar call this morning. This is not saying that if you want to be a dreamer, come up. That's not what I'm saying. We we realize in Acts chapter, or First Corinthians chapter 12 there's a list of giftings and you read it these nine gifts is very clear and the spirit gives to those that he desires to use for this gift and that gift. So I can't say, I want the gift of prophecy. Come and get in line for the gift of prophecy. We're not going to do that. It's been done before. That's not right. It's not biblical. They got in error with good intentions, but it got in error because it wasn't biblical. We're going to do our best to be biblical here. Amen. Say amen. But I do believe that God wants to pour out his spirit But here's the condition. If you are willing to be used. God's not going to just use you and grab you if you don't surrender to that and say, God, I want to be used. Does does that make sense? It doesn't work that way. If you've ever seen someone give a message in tongue, it's not because they were just sitting there and and God zapped them. They couldn't help it. They just stood up and started speaking and like, wow, I don't know what came over me. I didn't do that. No, it it was that, that working. If I surrender to you, you can use me. So even if you're here this morning, you don't understand all about the, the giftings of the Spirit, but your heart's been moved that I understand this one thing. If I'm willing to surrender, God can do something in my life. So this is the call. If you're saying, I'm a willing vessel, I'm a willing vessel to be used by God, I just want you to stand in these altars with me and yield yourself to God this morning. Will you lead us?
verse again in just a moment, but here's what the Lord's leading me. I'm going to just begin walking around and praying and I'm going to ask my wife to do the same. I believe the Lord has called us to, to minister at this time, this morning, right here. And so I just wanted us to pray, begin to pray for everyone. Just just be ready to receive what God, it's not about us, please hear it. It's not about us. I just want to be a vessel that God is using, but God wants to pour out an anointing in this place today. And if you're watching online, if you need prayer, reach out to me today. Amen. Go ahead. Yes, the word Bow down and say you are God. Every man. Bow down and say you are King. So let's start.
ready for this. this is the first one the first time are you ready we just got our prayer request from india yeah i did the same thing i don't think andrew was lying to me he came running down we got a prayer request from india hallelujah so lord we pray right now you know the situation that's going right there from this pastor in india lord i pray as we bind our faith together you're able to because you see it all lord you're able to move right there in the midst of them as they're watching this service lord i pray let your spirit be poured out there minister to the needs that they have i pray for pastor daniel lord right now move in their midst oh god let there be an outpouring in their situation oh god and lord let them let them be on the part of the if clause when they if they then you will god we believe in it we stand on that in jesus mighty name hallelujah 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 i think you were just singing we dance in your presence can we do that right now hallelujah be ready to worship believes the song that he's coming again amen he's coming again lord i pray a covering over this congregation those who are here and those watching online lord pray for protection lord i pray help us as we come back again in this week in different prayer meetings we know that your presence is here if we pray then you respond lord hear our prayers in jesus name amen amen hey i want to share this this i love this heart christina don't go anywhere because she's getting ready to close it out in prayer but i texted her earlier this week would you do the the closing prayer the psalms 1914 and this is the response you love to get absolutely <laughs> yes so i love that thank you so much. of course it was like of course here you go lead us in this prayer Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen.